You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Welcome back to the podcast, Golf Dads. This week on Birdie Dads, we are enjoying Masters Week, and we're going to share with you a little spice for your next fun round. And we're going to talk golf games to- today. So, Brian, Trevor, what's going on this week? Oh, man, it's Masters Week. Um, I think I just had uh, kind of a weird conversation with my wife today that I'll just kind of jump into. Is um, We were just kind of break it up. I was like, Hey, I'm going to go down and, and talk to the boys, um, on the podcast. And she was going to go talk to a friend. I said, hey, where are you going to be? She's like, Oh, my room. I was like, Oh, my room versus our room. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I've been playing too much golf or not, but that's uh, that was an interesting distinction today. I think you'll find out when you try to enter her room, whether or not she'll let you in or not tonight. <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> as long as they're still your kids together you're okay that's when that's when you're in trouble yeah that's true dude well I played around the other day with the group Brian you came up with this topic today and it really it was on my mind and I was playing with some guys and what made me think of this you know when we played it it was I'll call it it was a show and this mm-hmm. is a podcast for dads and you might be riding in the car with kids so we'll, we'll keep it clean but here's what happened we played with two foursomes and we did the game where you match up partners and you switch every like three holes and i you know mm-hmm. that's we split it up and we were going to save for skins that's how we we're going to play uh and it was just oh man it was a train wreck guys i gotta tell you uh, so it, it, guys didn't keep accurate scores we had problems at the end when it was paid out people were pretty pretty upset about money exchanging hands because some rules were broken found out in a little social time after in the post post round that maybe a mulligan or two was snuck in and mm-hmm. when money exchanged hands between guys yeah and you finding out later of some mulligans and some i i witnessed two pickup gimmies that were not given but just picked up and that ended up pushing a skin because of the different mm-hmm. groups that you didn't weren't always sure who had the skin at the time so it brings us to this topic of golf games when you're out there playing casual rounds and i wanted to see what do you guys have for golf games out there what are the rules can you explain them and how can we add a little fun to playing around with friends yeah, so there's a bunch of games out there, and I was taking a look at all the different possibilities. I think we need to separate them out be- between a tournament format and just gambling with your friends. So um, there's a couple tournament formats we can talk about, just explain what they are so people know. Um, you touched on one of them, Jared, which is skins. I don't know if everybody knows what skins is. I know I didn't for a long time, what that actually means. So um, yeah, let's let's jump into uh, the tournament styles. What do you think? Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. So I, I think a distinction between tournament styles is you got you to talk about gross scoring versus net scoring. We've kind of touched on it here. A lot of you may know about it already, but some of you may not. So gross scoring is what your actual scorecard says you scored. So if you scored 105, then that's your gross score. Um, but net scoring takes into account your handicap. That's what a lot of tournaments do to try to help out the higher handicap people compete with lower handicap people. So if your handicap is a 16 and this is just, you know, general out there, then um, that 105, you subtract 16 strokes from that. And that turns into uh, help me with my math, Trevor, because you were the almost math minor. Um, 
So uh, that would 64. be a 99 no, and, and, and 89 would, would, be your, would be your net score. This is not a math podcast. <laughs> yeah, there no. we go. I was so, told there would be no math, actually. There you go. So so, so it just allows, you know, the, the higher handicap people to compete with um, lower handicap people. So 105 goes to an 89. So now you're kind of in the range of what everybody else would be shooting. And so that's gross versus net. I think that, that, that's a good baseline, guys, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah my problem. A, oh, go ahead, Jared. I was just say my problem with that I found is that guys don't keep handicaps all the time. So how mm. do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, I've, I've seen some some tournaments where it's like, hey, do you have a gin, which is the handicap index number? And so um, if you don't keep a gin, um, they ask for your last three rounds so they can help kind of estimate the handicap. And I think that works pretty well. Yeah, if people are truthful, of course, right? If they're actually saying what they scored <laughs> rather than, you True. know, higher than what they did. But yeah, in the gin, you know, it's it's kind of weighted for ratings, of course, is slopes, ratings. Um, not sure which, but there's an uh, equation out there um, that gives you um, a, basically a stroke index for that, that course. And so that's something that people will go off for tournament style. And uh, it's used very, very common in, in the field of golf. Awesome. So yeah, that's kind of the grocer's net, um, handicaps adjusted, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's a certain tournament scoring system called Stableford. Have you guys heard of that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Teach me, Brian. All right. So it basically, um, it's designed to kind of help the, the higher handicap person kind of move on from big blow up holes, things like that. But basically you're counting points on a hole. A bogey would be zero points. And again, when we talk about gross versus net, this would be a net bogey. So it takes into account your handicap, but a net bogey would be zero. So you get nothing. A net par would be one point. A net birdie would be two points and a net eagle would be three points. So really in that scenario, you're not trying to get the lowest score. You're trying to get the highest score, but it also allows that if you're going to blow up on a hole, let's say you're going to get a, a quad bogey, you just pick up because you're not going to get any points. So it helps kind of pace a play. What we talked about last week. I like that. Um, and like I saw, I mean, again, the guys I played with, I think two of them, I, I'm, I would say they scored around a 125 plus and they needed something to balance that game out. Now we weren't playing tournament style. We were just playing for fun. And it was really just a uh, Easter weekend. Let's get some guys together and play. But again, when money started exchanging hands, that's where it gets a little bit different, right? <laughs> so it always does. Let's not get some all background, rules are followed. Let's get some background. So you had two foursomes, so eight total yes. dudes, and you guys didn't yes. split you guys didn't split or like at nine you guys didn't meet up at the clubhouse and switch like foursomes, right? You guys just played off a scorecard basically. Well, eight guys, you know, not every guy wanted to play with one of the other guys. So, no, we did not. (laughs) We did not switch foursomes. And we realized real quick that the the golfers in the group were, you know, we put the golfers together. So, the second foursome really was the non-golfers. And they might have been budging scores back there. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's a bad planning. I mean, honestly, we drew up the rules in the parking lot walking up to to basically sign in. So in all gotcha. fairness, you know, really, when you're thinking about it and talking about it, some guys were like, handicap, I've never even played three rounds. So <laughs> yeah. it's, tough to, yeah. it's tough to balance that well, out. There is something out there, and I know Brian's got some more about tournaments, but there's something called a box tournament. Have you guys heard about this? A no, box tell tournament? me. No. 
So um, this is kind of goes with what you're saying, Jared. You know, maybe not everybody knows each other, but you can mingle um, those folks that don't play with, or maybe say two of those folks with two folks that do play. Kind of the high, the lowest handicappers, and theoretically the highest handicappers. You put them on two, you know, teams. So you have two teams of kind of equally distributed players of all skills, and um, a box tournament is where um, one player's score. It, um, is counted for one hole. So like you have four guys, say player A is your worst player. Well, his score is going to count no matter what on the first hole, the fifth mm. hole, the ninth hole, the 13th hole. And then you've got player B, which is maybe the next worst hole, worst player on the team. And he would count his score on the second hole, the sixth hole, so on and so forth. And from so and then from there, the rest of the three players that are playing each of those those holes, you take the best ball from that. And so nice. you've got a cumulative score. I don't know if that makes sense so far, but you've got yeah, this um, one hole where you are on the hook, right? I guess four holes out of a, a, an 18-hole round where you're actually on the hook no matter what your score is counting. So there's a little pressure, a little a little heat a on little that. A little pressure, yeah. And So uh, Trevor, Trevor, we I call that up here. That's called money ball. So money, okay, all right. Yeah, so it's not no, a box, but it's a money ball. Um, I've been put on a tournament for the last you know ten years, and that's that's how we used to play it. Is a money ball, and so you have one person that's the money ball, and that's the one you count, mm-hmm. um, and then it rotates every hole like you were talking about, and you determine order, and then you have a best ball um, after that from the other three, and. And that's your combined team score. Yeah, it's a fun way to play. And and maybe that kind of transitions into what a lot of people confuse, scramble versus best ball. So, Trevor, you were describing scramble before. Do you want to do that again um, as far as like the tournament that you played with your, your daughter there? Yeah, so scramble is um, where everyone tees off or plays each shot all the way to the hole, but you're taking uh, your team's uh, preferred shot or preferred lie for your next shot. So say all four players hit uh, only one guy's in the fairway so all the people would grab their balls and bring it back to the fairway where that one person hit the hit hit the fairway and then from there they'd all four hit that shot say one only hits the green it's a different player well they all grab their other balls bring it back to that spot where that one person hit the green and play from there and so on and so forth it's a scramble so theoretically you're scrambling to grab your ball and bring it back to the best <laughs> shot um, that's kind of what I think that's of awesome. as a scramble and then um, best ball um, is where you actually have everybody play their own ball from tee to hole, and you pick your best um, score or your lowest score from those players, whether it's a foursome or a twosome, and um, you take that as your score for the hole. So if there's one person that has a par of four and everybody else has you know sixes or a seven, then you take four as your score for that hole. Nice. And the tournament I played in um, this last summer was called a shamble, which is a combo of the two. So both the best ball and a scramble, um, which is you drive, everybody drives um, their ball off the tee. You take the best drive. So that's like the scramble piece of it. You just take whichever one is the best, whether it's in the fairway or the farthest distance you guys choose among the foursome. And then you play, everybody plays from there into the hole, uh, their own ball and it's best ball scoring from there. So whoever gets the lowest score 
um, from there in, um, that's your team score. And again, that'd be net, not gross. Um, so taking handicaps in consideration. And that's actually going to be the, the style that, that I'm going to use this year for my tournament. And I'm doing a plug. So anybody in the Seattle area, June 21st, Monday, if you want to come out and play in a fun shamble tournament, uh, come out, um, go to uh, the Trophy Club um I think it's .org, trophyclub206.org uh, to sign up. So just go check it out. So call me Ridge Golf Course, Seattle area. Uh, there's my plug, guys. Shameless. Very nice. Shameless yeah, plug, shameless. of course. Well, the, shamble, the shambles setup is the one that got me in trouble where I hit a house because oh, you know, you're, okay. you're going high, high risk, high reward for that drive. But I yeah. love it. You know, the favorite style of tournament I played in, it was actually uh, a pre-tournament little, little uh, event, and that's a horse race. And a horse race is a ton oh, of fun yeah. to play in. Mm-hmm. And what you do, in the, and this is not every course lets you do a horse race because uh, you, you'll put all the guys, the one I played in, I think there was at least 30 guys that all tee off. I mean, everybody tees off. And in the very first hole, you decide which of your, you're in partners. So if I'm with my partner, player B, we both tee off. Then we decide from that point who's going to be the beginning of that horse race. So if I had the better drive and we take mine from there out for the rest of of that event, we're alternating every shot. So we're not both hitting the second shot. It's just it's all on him and he's going to hit that second hit and so on and so forth all the way through putting and the best thing about the horse race which is a lot of fun is every hole the the bottom teams are cut so if there's you know three four teams tied for the worst score they're all cut and you get down to you know it's a lot of fun as the group moves through those holes and you're down to the final whatever it is six hole six hole seven and you got you know 30 or 26 guys watching the final two teams battle it out and and that's a lot of fun to play in a horse race event if you ever have a chance to enter one of those tournaments or you want to set one up yeah usually those are combined with some kind of like member guest or member member or something like that so it's on the like the friday before the actual big tournament starts and everybody's had a few cocktails if that's a you know practice round there i've been out in the sun all day yeah, those are pretty fun, Jared. Yeah, usually held late in the afternoon or evening when the you know the sun's going down and you're not holding up play. So they're a lot of fun. You're right. There's a, a little bit of an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've, you know, that's that's how I've been. I've experienced horse races too, as kind of a a flighted um, member guest, so to speak. So you have six flights of teams competing. So you've got um, two teams from each flight coming through. Uh, so you have twelve teams total. And what they'll do is they'll have like theoretically the highest handicappers tee off from the ladies tees mm. and then the next high highest handicappers are kind of in between the ladies tees and the silvers and then you know so on and so forth to where you've got the the lowest uh, handicappers teeing off from the tips and then you play that same 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 uh, strategy in and you know you drop a team or two and then over four holes uh, you've got a champion at the end of it so that's how they determine the winners Right. Okay, let's get to some casual games. What do you got for casual games? We're just going to go out and play on a Saturday. I'm just playing with a couple buddies. What do you mm-hmm. do? Well, I think there, there's two that are like the basic that everybody kind of plays. And I think that's Skins and Nassau. All right. I'm saying that right? Somebody tell Nassau, me. Yeah. Nassau? I don't know. Sounds right. Um, I I butchered that, I'm sure. But So Skins is a simple game, which is simple concept. It's um, whoever has the lowest score on a hole gets the skin. So every hole has a skin. There's a tie that skin carries over the next hole. So if there's a tie on the first hole, the next hole is worth two skins. And then you just divide up the skins at the end of the round. That's how it works. If there's more than... 
um, I don't know, probably, what do you say, Trevor, Jared, like four people or so. Like if there's a bunch of people, let's say it's a big tournament and the skins is kind of a side pot that you guys are playing in, then it's, you know, it's possible that there's going to be a lot of ties, right, mm-hmm. on each hole. And so those skins keep carrying over. And if there's only like two or three people that outright win a hole as the lowest score, um, then those three people would divide the pot amongst themselves. And so you're not going to get like a dollar per skin in that scenario or however that works because there's too many, <laughs> yeah, too many dollars in there, too many pushes, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but that's the idea on skins. Right. And, then, and usually the way I play skins is you, you determine a set fee up front, like $10 for the round or $20 right. for the round, whatever, you know, that's, that's also the part of the, the little event I was playing in just again, totally casual. It got a little confused and the guy setting it up said, Hey, you know, um, tried to throw it out as a dollar per skin. And it got a little, little bit chaotic later to try to figure out who owed what. So some guys really felt like they, they owed too much and they hadn't agreed upon up mm-hmm. front, like, Hey, $10 flat or $20 flat. So right. I definitely would add that rule to you to, to throw a flat fee on there. So you're the worst player out there. Yeah. You get zero skins. Worst case you're walking away. You know, if you're playing with me, we're walking away $2 total rager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what you like. Yeah. No, I mean, you can get 10 bucks or $20 extra onto your round. Yeah, no, and, and that, that's a good way to go. And I think that's the best best solution for everybody is just to say, hey, everybody, you know, skins pot, everybody buys in for 10 bucks. And then if there if there's only three people that win skins by the end of the round, then they just divide the, the total pot. And then that's the that's the easiest way to go. Um, Call me crazy. With, with I like group. to get the money up front because of exactly what I talked about. At the end, guys start saying, you know, you didn't score this right. You didn't score that right. <laughs> they're, they're less likely to throw money up, you know, and. And, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll Venmo you and that Venmo never came. So, <laughs> yeah. And, th- and then the, um, the Nassau kind of builds off the skins principle, but it's more of a front back and overall. Um, and that's the way I play it. Nassau anyways, is it's kind of more match play. I, I guess you could do it on a, on a gross score, um, thing where it's like whoever wins the front, whoever wins the back, whoever wins overall can do it. But basically the idea between Nassau is that you have three different scores, three different bets. Um, so one for the front one for the back and one for the overall whoever wins either skins or gross i guess you could do it either way yeah i've played that nasa with you know you got to force them and you pair off into two you know two teams and basically mm-hmm. you know each other you play each other match play for front and back and total and so one way too where you can get pretty high is you know say you've got a five dollar bet or a ten dollar bet um you can make it an auto two press. Um, so if you get down ah. down two at any point in the match, it automatically starts a new bet. Here's so where you start sounding like a sports bookie. It's, it's yeah. like you're up on the tee and it's like, oh, are you yeah. gonna auto press? Are you gonna are you gonna double press? Like, yeah, explain that, Trevor. Well, this is where Jared starts to get really uncomfortable. I because, get really nervous here. Yeah. I get really <laughs> upset now because you know he has to clarify if he's throwing down a one dollar flat fee per bet, then you know he's got to understand if there's going to be you know more than like an auto press. So, uh, Jared, do you understand the concept of a press in a bet? Like basically, of course. Yeah, of course, you're starting yeah. a new bet basically, it. and so you figured that other bet is long gone. You're down by three, right? And you, you, there's no way you can make your money back trying to fight that one bet. So you press and you, you, you start another bet in hopes that you can kind of hopefully break even. So that bet will carry on. And so the, it's the kind of like it's a played, double, double or nothing, right? Basically, it's, yeah. That's yeah. that's the bet. 
that's right. the press. Right. Yeah. So you're just trying to, you're doubling or nothing. Um, and so you can do where you actually, if you get down to, um, Two, two points at any po- point or two matches at any point, then uh, you have to uh, start a new bet. And so if you if you're losing, you know, every other hole, then you're actually going to end up with like nine bets total, at least on that. <laughs> so your one dollar goes to, you know, nine dollars pretty quickly. If you're I need to see an agreement on that. I need to sign something for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I brought it up before and I'll bring it up again. This is where I, I love listening to uh, Brian uh, Bumgarner from The Office. And he talks about every time he plays golf with somebody, he wants to make a bet. And his wager is whatever makes you uncomfortable. And so <laughs> I would love to play against him. Although, and as we talk, it won't take much to make me uncomfortable on the course playing for some wager. Dollar a hole, Jared. Is that Dollar a hole. He'd get, oh, he'd make me sweat. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, cool. another style game that gets played a lot is Wolf. So, yes. share how do you play Wolf if you're out there? Yeah, so I actually Wolf think I is, play it different. So Brian, you tell your way, and I'll, I'll see if I if I play it the same. Sure, way. and with all these games for everybody listening out there, there are a ton of variations to all of these. So mm-hmm. hit us hit us up, like let us know the games mm-hmm. that you guys play because I would love to play them with with Jared and Trevor at some point. But um, Wolf, the way that I play it is basically um, you have a wolf, it all, and that person alternates every hole. Um, so the first hole there's, there's one wolf and they tee off last. So they see everybody tee off and they're going to pick their partner or if they don't like anybody's shot, they're going to go wolf, lone wolf, and they have to beat everybody else in that foursome, um, Mm -hmm. or threesome, or if you're just, yeah, I guess that's to be three or more. (laughs) So, um, Mm -hmm. they're going to go against all those other people if they want. Um, or they're going to pick a partner out of everybody that tees off in front of them. And then there's points per hole. Um, and so if you go lone wolf, you get more points. Um, if you split it up um, with a partner, then you get kind of less points. If everybody ties, there's no points. Um, and so you just kind of count the points at the end of the round and divide up who owes what at the end. So that's that's the way I've, I've played wolf. Trevor? Yeah, no, that's very similar. I've had some people play where the wolf goes first and I play it the same way mm-hmm. you do, Brian, where the wolf, um, you basically throw tees and whoever it points to first goes first. They're, they're the wolf. And so they actually don't tee off first. They go fourth, like Brian's saying. And we do a point system where if you say the first person in your group tees off and you pick them as the wolf, then you're just playing with them against the other two folks for just one point or whatever the one bet is. If you see everybody tee off, all three people in front of you tee off and they're in the woods or the sand and you just don't like it and you go off, you go alone after that, then it's worth two points. Um, so if, if you lose that then they get each two and are you, sorry, you would, if you win that you get two, but if they each win, then they get one. But mm-hmm. if you go alone before anybody tees off, like say it's your turn to be the wolf and nobody's teed off yet and you say, I'm going alone. Well, then that, if you win that bet, it's worth four. So mm-hmm. four, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's how I gamble. play it too. So that's, that's, yeah, how that's, I play it. that's, that's called the blind wolf is what, yeah, what right. I've heard that right. to be, blind wolf. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. I, that's how I play it as well. If you're going to just, and you might just declare outright, you know, like I'm going to go ahead and go blind wolf here. And, and I should clarify, Wolf is probably better point scored if you are playing with three people. It's usually a three-man game, not so much a four-man game, but it can't be played, right. be played yeah. with four. 
And then there's a there's another kind of variation of that, which is called Defender, and it's a three-person game, but it's basically the same idea, except there's a dedicated defender on every hole, and you have to... It's basically just you one, two versus one on every hole, and so you have to score match or be better than the other two, and then you get a point for that hole. So um, that's kind of the, the reverse if you want, but that's I've, I've heard that. Defender versus Wolf, kind of similar stuff, but you, it's just an automatic two versus one on Defender. And I have heard, you know, when you talk about variations, I have heard a variation with like skins where this came to me from uh, a listener a while back and said, you know, if you're you're playing four man and and you're doing some skins and you want to add a little just different touch to it is use the T boxes to move forward or move back. So if you bogey move forward one T box and if you or bogey or worse, and if you <laughs> if you par, you stay at your current T box and if you birdie, you move back one. So that that would levelize some of your guys that maybe if you have some really you know, you got a guy that's a, a seven handicap and then you have another guy playing that's a twenty handicap, it might bring it a little closer together. Let them tee off from the reds. Yeah. Um, Sorry then, Jared, I'm, I'm laughing because there's a drinking game that's involved with that as well which is everybody tees off on the whites to start off with and if you birdie then um you move back a tee and take a shot of tequila mm-hmm. if you par you drink a beer and stay at the at at the white tees if you bogey you drink a glass of water and move up a tee so you can play a drinking game with that too there you go <laughs> you, yeah you could get pretty pretty high in your scores depends on what group you're playing with <laughs> that's right <laughs> Cool. Um, hey, the next game I want to bring up, guys, um, this is a fun one. This can be beneficial to at different parts of the game to high handicaps versus low handicaps. It's bingo, bango, bongo. Have you guys played that? Nope, never. Nope. Okay, so bingo, bango, bongo. Bingo is a point. Bango is a point. Bongo is a point. Bingo is going to be the um, uh, first person um, to reach the green. So that's going to be, you know, obviously this is where we talked about etiquette last week where you have to wait until, um, you know, you're supposed to hit. So this is not like a pace of play game, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if you have a shorter drive and then um, so you're first to hit um, your second shot and you get on the green, then um, that's uh, bingo. Right. You, you got a point. Um, bango is um, once everybody else is actually on the green, who is the closest to the pin from that. And so this is where kind of higher handicaps can maybe get a point. It's because, um, you know, they're last to um, get on the green. We've talked about this with a couple of people where, um, you know, you're you're. If you're a higher handicap person, you're probably not making greens in regulation, but you're kind of just off the green or, you know, you have another like 100 yard shot and then you chip it close. Um, You could win a point that way. So it's it's KP after everybody's on the green and then bongo is first person to be in the hole. So, again, um, you can kind of win a point either way, whether you're you're closest. But if you hit a long putt, then you get you get bongo. So um, it's it's kind of a fun game to to include all the different types of handicaps. But bingo, bango, bongo, three points per hole. Um, It's going to be first on the green, close to the pin once everybody's on the green and then first in the hole. 
I like that better than those damn chips you guys bring out. <laughs> those, uh, you know, the poker chips where you hit a tree, you get a chip. You hit a sand, you get a chip. Yeah. 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 Those make me, those throw me off. I'm thinking of just, oh, there's a buck I owe, and there's another dollar I owe. Water, another dollar. I'm just thinking about those chips more than playing. So You got, you got to be mentally strong with those chips. Oh, they torment me the whole round. Those guys, <laughs> definitely golfers made those chips. They just mentally torment me. Well, yeah. it's it's Masters week. Do you guys like anyone in particular? Let's hear your picks. I mean, who's the favorite? Is it Justin Thomas right now at this point, or is it is it? Uh, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the lines yet. But is it Justin Thomas, or is it going to be Spieth since he's just coming off a fresh win? If you're looking at betting ah, odds, be it's, it's going to be DJ is probably going to be the best right now to repeat. You know, especially because he won it in in November not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Spieth is climbing. Thomas is up there. Rom's up there. Deschambeau is up there. I'm going um, Bryson. I'm going to roll Bryson as no. my pick. I think he's going to overpower the course, and I think uh, that's my pick. So I'm going to call it now. Bryson DeChambeau, um, he's up there with the odds. Yeah, DJ's up at the top. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, John Rahm. Those are all guys that are picked towards the top. So who do you got? I got Justin Thomas. Okay. I'm going to go Morikawa, just steady Eddie. I mean, not, not steady deep, Eddie. but just, oh. you know. That's, that's kind of coming off the top rope there, Trevor. He's that's, like, the, uh, that's not necessarily one of the favorites, but that's good. No, he's I not like a favorite, guy. but he's up there. I mean, he's, he's like a tier he's, two, I'd say. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's got a mm-hmm. shot. He's got a legit shot at winning it. Yeah, so I'll this will be fun. Morikawa. Yeah. So, okay. so nobody picked Kucher or any of the old guys? Like, like you guys don't <laughs> think they're going to do anything? I, I think I someone will surprise. Pool. I had him in a four, you know, where you have to pick certain tiers, like, you know, seven guys from tiers. And Kucher was, I think, in the bottom three groups, and I picked him. So I got him in my, okay. in my pool. I think we'll see some surprise out of someone like that. You know, someone's going to make a run that you just didn't see coming, but I don't think they'll win it. So we'll see. It'll be fun. It'll be good. I think Langer, Langer's up there, too. Bernard yeah. What's your guys' yeah. <laughs> biggest thing to watch for the master's week is it going to be the par three contest is it going to be sunday run or um are you just going to be watching your guy uh for me it'll be sunday run i want i want to see probably late saturday early sunday i mean and watching all day sunday run on it i, I want to see the final the final run at it yeah it's always nice to see the last day but i'm also curious just to kind of see the difference in crowd size just you know now versus Mm. november you know see how much Mm -hmm. it plays a part right if you can hear the background roars a little bit you know since they're letting a little more people in so kind of interesting seeing that i will be watching bryson first day i want to see how he uh, how he uh his course strategy on the coming out the gates Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping they show him on every par five. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, like I'll be watching that just to kind of see if he if he goes for it, if he, if he actually tries to overpower the course, or if he kind of takes some technical tact. I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch Bryson yep. for sure. Well, spoiler alert: I'm going to throw a poll out there to listeners and get your take. And for for next week, I want to know if you love or hate Bryson. So that's going to be an episode we're going to talk about next week. Is there as any as in you're between? watching him? Is there any in between? There is get, no in between. There is nothing. Together. You either love or hate Bryson's power and mm-hmm. how he approaches the game. So get ready for that. We'll we'll get some results. I'll get a poll out there on my favorite little forum of Reddit and hear all the the guys come out. 
<laughs> so quality. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's it for this week. Golf dads. Uh, we're getting into some peak playing time with golf. So go to our website, download our free golf guides. And like I said, they're free. So they can't hurt your game. Follow our step-by-step guides to a pre-shot routine and settle into your swing. And until next week, go enjoy the game and get on the course. <laughs>